Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. You, I almost thought you forgot your name for a for minute. For a minute, You're I... Like, who, it's that hot. Yeah. That you don't know who you are anymore. I think I just didn't realize what I was saying. Right. I'm not going to pretend that went well. Uh, no, it just was like a st- slight delay enough. To yeah, I'm confused. Okay. Um, so where do we start? Let's start with thank you for downloading my album that I... Or actually, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Um, yeah, so I gave... If you didn't know this, if you haven't bet, looked back on... Ep- or if you're behind on episodes, this last episode was a bonus episode. <coughs> I gave my album I put out one year ago as like a one-year whatever anniversary thing uh, away for free. Yeah. So you can have it. Uh, you can down click the download button on SoundCloud, and then it's yours to keep. It's one full long track, um, and if that's something that bothers you, go get it on iTunes. My or girlfriend whatever. listened to it; she liked it. Oh, nice! Yeah, tell her thank you. This girl I still haven't met. She's in the other room. <laughs> Is she really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Uh, that'll just be up there. Oh, it's not going away. So if you didn't get it, get it. I'm going to release my album as a bonus episode. It's not stand-up, but mm-hmm. you know when your phone <laughs> accidentally records because you put it in your pocket and you leave the screen open? Yes, I, I have do. a 60-minute track of me walking uh-huh. to, uh, you know, to get coffee. <laughs> Where did you get coffee? <laughs> uh, I just, uh, you know, I walked to uh, Coffee Bean. My boycott's over. I, I made it. What, how long was the boycott? Till last week. I, it was the, the 12th. I made it. Wait, it was... I one even waited until the 13th. Yeah, one month. But you still went to Coffee Bean. No, well, you said that was okay. We agreed. Uh, go back and listen to it again. We agreed <laughs> Coffee Bean was acceptable. I even asked. I was like, is Coffee Bean no, acceptable? No, I'm saying this 60-minute track that you accidentally recorded. You, oh, yeah. The thing was over, but you still went to Coffee Bean. Yeah, I walked to Coffee Bean. And then I took my phone out when I was waiting in line. Right. I realized that I had been recording the whole walk. So you went over one month on this boycott? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, w- I wasn't sure if it was the 11th, 12th, or 13th, so I went all the way to the 13th. Okay. Yeah. And then did you immediately go to Starbucks? Only because I couldn't find parking close. Uh, I couldn't find a parking space <laughs> at the place I've been going to. So I had to. The only. It was like a. S- I want to think it was like a Saturday. Yeah. So the par- all those spaces were taken. So I had to go into s- the Starbucks parking lot. Did you, in that month, venture out and try new things? Besides coffee bean, no, I went to, most of. I went. I only went to coffee bean twice. Mm-hmm. Every other time was Caldi on Atwater. Okay, and I think like there's a place. Uh, what's it called? Not mess hall. I forget what it's called. Something with a C. In in near um in Culver City, they would bring us to us on set. <laughs> oh, from a place. Yeah, from a place. Okay. But no, I was most of the time I was here. I was at home most of the time, so I really only went to the place in Atwater. Okay. Down the street from Starbucks. Right. And now the boycott's over. It's over. Right back. But I've no sucking corporate dick. No, I went to <laughs> I went to I mostly still go to the Caldi place. Oh, okay. Because they have almond milk and Starbucks don't. Did they end up getting Medium they got cups. their large cups. Yeah, what back. what was the deal with that? They just didn't have them. It took them five days to get large cups back. That's so weird. So local. <laughs> it really is super local. <laughs> no explanation. It's, it's like local, but you're worried about the, their future <laughs> local. Yeah, I mean, your theory that they were going out of business made perfect sense. Yeah, because why, why would you not have the cups? Five days. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you did it. I did it. It wasn't hard. 
Yeah, there's too many options. Like that one time I went vegan and I ended up yeah. going three and a half months because there's so many options yeah. that it's like, it's yeah. just so easy. Yeah. Um, are you on the road or going anywhere? Doing no, I'll anything? be at the store. Okay. Uh, and Neil's show. Don't forget that. Yeah, Neil's show on Sundays. Last night was good at Neil's Yeah, it show. was fun. At the beginning, it seemed like it was going to be very empty. Oh, I had a lot of trouble in the beginning. My first five minutes were su- were mostly silence. Yeah. Yeah. It, I had to really... But, I mean, there were only, like... You know, a, a, you were probably doing new shit. I started off brand new stuff. Yeah, and there well, were, like, brand new, 12 people in there. Yeah, and I got weird with this lady, and it took a real long time interacting with her to build any kind of rapport with the rest of the audience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it filled up in there, and it was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Bob Saget was funny. Bob Saget was there? He's, a, he's an odd character. Yep. Uh, so I'm not anywhere... Uh, until the end of actually the beginning of September, Denver, Colorado, the downtown Denver Comedy Works. Uh, that's one of the best clubs in the country. Yep. I keep hearing. Yes, I've not. I've yet to do it. It's apparently incredibly fun. Yeah. So come see me there if you don't fucking mind. Uh, I'm still working on this date in Portland uh, at this theater. So. Once I know the details about that, I'll post that on my website. I'm very excited about that. And then Halloween weekend, I'm co-headlining the Punchline San Francisco with Andy Haynes. They'll also be very fun. Andy Haynes is a super funny comic, super cool dude, and uh, new to the Wilco train. Oh, cool. Fan of the Wilco. Did Wilco just put out a thing? They just released a free album. Okay. Yeah, it's called Star Wars. And they released it on their website for... Zero dollars. Oh, cool. Just brand new, out the gate, free. So when I saw them at the Greek Theater, they opened the show with just playing the entire brand new album from beginning to end Whoa. without saying anything. And then at the, at the last song, they go, uh, that was our brand new album, Star Wars. If you want it, you can have it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And they're like, just go to our website. So all you have to do is you go to the site, enter your email, press submit and then it just starts downloading or you go to your email i think and then you click the thing and it you're downloading their album is it good it is good maybe i'll get it you should get it i've never had a wilco record dude wilco is i know you love them so great i gotta show you the poster that i have good i have seen they have good art stuff this concert poster i'll show it to you later and i'll i'll post an instagram picture when i get finished getting it framed okay and then everyone listening now who's like, what the fuck, I want to see it, which is seven of you, <laughs> who are probably super into Wilco enough to want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be up there. But, dude, what a great band. What a great concert. Um, all right, so this episode. Rec app. A rec app. A rec app. Yeah, we used to do this, like, way back. when. This we'd... was supposed to be the um, the premise for our entire podcast. Or like the at the tail end of it, at least. Oh yeah, uh, of, that's of how each it was. episode. Yeah, that's what it was going to be. So it would be like whatever the episode was going to be, and then like the end, there'd yeah. be a segment where we'd like recommend something. Yeah. But everyone we told was like, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't have something, or we because I think for a while we were doing two episodes a week when we first started. <laughs> we ran out of things we liked. There was just two. Yeah, the, you can't really find something that you're dying to recommend twice a week. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just it's hard. I don't know. Ham. Yeah, please eat bread. Yeah, and then next good. week, please do not eat bread. I recommend you don't eat bread. Yeah. Um, so we each were like, let's pick a few things that we've just been into or that we like or that we right. think you should do, eat, like, yeah, whatever. 
Um, so that's this episode, guys. Buckle the fuck up. Get out a pen. <laughs> Open your notes pad and your iPhone. You want to start? Sure. <laughs> um, I I recommend. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. To a certain degree, mm-hmm. not overdoing it. Liking sports. Interesting. Yeah. I do not <laughs> disagree. Okay. Because here's I waffle. <laughs> I'm I, careful. You're you're like liking. I sports. in my life have liked sports a lot. Yes, I've gone through periods where, like right now, probably in the last three years, I have not given a shit uh-huh. about sports at all. But that's, I think the last thing I technically I watched the sport, I watched the Ronda Rousey fight. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something valid. There's not a lot of things you can do anymore that are like a shared experience with a large group of people at once. You can go to a concert. Yeah. That's good. Totally. You can like go to church. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like That's like a community shared experience where you go to exclude a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. And that's not fun yeah. for Yeah. For the but, world. But I feel like <laughs> And the, there's have been a few things I've quotes about sports I've always liked where it's one of the only places expressions of pure joy are still acceptable. Like where else can you like scream at the top of your lungs in joy yeah, while wearing w- face paint with a total stranger and then hug that stranger yeah, who you've never met and you guys know exactly why you're yeah. freaking out because these other strangers on a field who just never did met, something did a thing did like. Made something happen within <laughs> yeah. a particular structure of this one game, yeah, yeah. and they did it at the right time with the round amount, right amount of time left yeah, yeah. within <laughs> the, these chalk lines, or maybe they're painted <laughs> lines. Yeah. Or it's it's really sort of there's something about sports that just speaks to the fact that people are kind of lonely <laughs> and like want something to. There's like si- latch on to. There's like civic pride involved, and like, yeah, I think it's like it's not even really. I mean, maybe for some people it's loneliness, but it's just more of like a hobby that doesn't really involve that much like money or effort. Yeah, or you can watch it at home. You can yeah. meet up with a friend at a bar, have a beer. Yeah, it's just a thing to be. It's like a, a soap opera in a way. It's like a thing to be involved yeah. in that you can kind of bullshit about with your friends because. I mean, you can only talk about like, say you had a regular nine to five, 40 hours a week, and then you had like a wife and kids and then whatever your friends and stuff. Right. Like you're going to run out of shit to talk about. For sure. Like you have whatever your hobbies are. Let's say you're like, I don't know how many adults who have kids still skateboard, but let's say you do that <laughs> here and there. I mean, you could talk about that or like skating, the skating culture for yeah. a while. Yeah. You can complain about work. Right. Uh, but no, no one's going to want to hear about that too long. You can talk about your family. Right. But then, you know, how yeah. much new shit comes up. But sports is like there's always something new every yeah. season, every game, yeah. what happened. It's like a thing that kind of enhances your day-to-day. Yeah. That's why even though I don't do it anymore, when I first, the, the like three seasons I played fantasy football, yeah, it at least made watching football even if I didn't care about the teams, interesting because uh-huh. you had like a player that was on the team that mattered to you. It just made it gave you something to watch. I think it, there is there's an important aspect of life where you need things 
to do where you kind of just shut your brain off for a little while and just watch it and not where it's not, you know, it's not going to affect you. Right. It is literally not going to, it can't affect your life negatively. I'm all for sports in moderation. Yeah. 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 I think that's totally fine. I usually check in on the playoffs. <laughs> like yeah, at this that's point, fun. At this point, I start paying. I usually like. I like to watch the All Star Game. I like baseball, so I like to watch the All Star Game, and and then like, I kind of don't. I like. Oh, I love opening day, like right around the beginning of the season. I love that. Yeah. And then I stop paying attention. I'm not a, like an active sports fan, but like I'll pay a little bit of attention to the World Series. You know, like when you know when it's interesting and the, the spectacle is a little more, and there's a yeah. little more like of that basketball stuff. playoffs and uh, football playoff season. Um, I mean, I'm I like, I like that. I find that's myself liking basketball more and more as time goes on. That's actually the one sport. That's why I didn't disagree with you at all when you were like, right. sport. like I'm, I will make fun of sports and the people who like it and stuff all yeah. the time, especially to my friends who are always talking about it. But like I grew up playing basketball recreationally for f- no one made me do it. I just liked doing it. Right. And I watched it all the time. And then eventually I just got kind of Did you have a of, team that you rooted for when you were young? Dude, lifelong Lakers fan. Huh. Yeah. And football 49ers. Okay. Yeah. I used to watch that all the time. If LA got a football team, would you be I into would it? I would be all about it. Really? Yeah, I'd go to a game. I'd learn to play. You know the mascot's going to be so dumb. Yeah, I hope it's not. It's going to be. I hope it's not. It'd be funny if it were like a dry riverbed. I thought they should. <laughs> you know really how they depressing. put all those shade balls in the LA in the reservoir, like a shade ball monster. Yeah, shade balls. I thought they, uh, that the LA shade cool. balls would be pretty good. Then his name be, would be Shady. Oh, they should call it. It should be. To be honest, it should be some sort of like Latin thing. You know, like an Aztec warrior or something like that. But then people would scream racism. Well, no, you make it. You make it a mascot that's not. Yeah, that's you make it actually. You do it correctly. But how, I mean, I don't know how correct you can come with a mascot that's going to be like dancing no, around. No, no, and I don't think. Go, you can hey, have, everybody! I don't think you can have it be a person. <laughs> it can't be a human mascot that's based on a human. It has to be like, oh. you know, if it was like a horse, It'd be like or a bird, if it, the, or... like if it would, if they were like the caballeros, right? Like you know, like a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like a, a Latin cowboy. Yeah, I could see that. You know, that's what I think the move would be. Because that, that to me would ref- that to me is like a more accurate reflection of like L.A. at this point. Yeah. Or yeah, just, I'd, I'd, I would I would do that. I'd I'd get into the football team, go to the game. I don't know if I would or not. I think I it would decide. be fun. It really would depend on the mascot. L- live and how sports that is like I I've I've, I've never been to a football. I've been to a college football game, but I've never. Everyone I know who loves football, they're like football's not that rad to watch live, just because the way the field's set up. You right. you can't really see that well. Um, I've never been to a football like a, an NFL game, so I don't know. But uh, basketball games are fun oh, to go to. Great and baseball, watching baseball live. I love. Cool. Uh, I was just. Ta- I actually love baseball. Going to a baseball game right around now, like not long after the All Star break, where the games still don't really matter yet. Yeah, because it's like you're just at that game. It's like this three. It's such a passive thing to be at a baseball game. It's a game. fun hangout. Yeah, it's a hangout. Yeah, it's really about like eating and you sit. You're going to be there for a long time. It's like relaxing, right? You kind of pay attention. You kind of don't. You go. You get an ice cream. You go back. You buy a hat. Right. I think the next time I go there, I'm going to do that thing at Dodger Stadium where you can get your own bat made. 
Really? They have a Louisville Slugger thing there where you can like tell them what size, and then you you they make you a bat. Wow. It's not even that expensive. All right, so what sport specifically would you recommend people start following? I think you know what. I th- I was gonna say baseball, but I think basketball. You know why? Longer season, right? And to be fair, the games are much more exciting to watch. Oh yeah, both live and 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 at home. And I, I you know, the players are more fun to invest yourself in. I yeah, think but if you're gonna get into sports, like you're initially like I've never been into it, and I'm gonna. Baseball would be a bad one to start with because you'd be like, you have nothing to, is happening yeah, I, for three and a half hours. You kind of have to love the slow pace of baseball to really love baseball. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a quiet kind of poetry to it. Like, you got to be a kind of like, I love a no-hitter. Like a pitcher's duel, I love that shit. Yeah. I love a bunt. Like there's that stuff. <coughs> but basketball, right. the thing about basketball is you can like a lot of the players because like, you know, a lot of the players will have a big game on any, it'll switch back and forth. There's right. always the star. But then, like another guy will have a great game, or I just think it's more. Yeah. And also the the the, the, the like the clothing you can wear is more fun. Yeah. Like a basketball jersey is fun to get, and just the games are way more fun to go to. Yeah, it's a more exciting, fast-paced sport for sure. Yeah, I think basketball is cool, and I basketball is in a fun. At least I I think I think it's kind of in a fun place right now. Yeah. There's like a new crop of stars coming up. Like a lot of the older stars are kind of finally going away. So now it's it we're getting a new crop of of big stars. That's kind of cool. And, and it can it can justify a pair of really ridiculous new sneakers. Uh Jordan, did you end up getting Jordans yet? No. Still. I think Jerry's Jerry tried to give me a pair and I said no, but I think I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I was going to get like get a you. pair he doesn't wear anymore that are cool. Oh, gee, why wouldn't you take them? I don't know. I just didn't take them at the time. Did They're he? Jordan 5s. Blue and yellow. We're you white gotta, with blue and yellow. You got to change your mind and <laughs> take the shit out of them. I mean, he won't wear them because they're too dirty now. Well, they have one scuff. They are barely dirty. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, dude, take, like it was like he wanted me to take them so they wouldn't live in his closet anymore. Like, they wouldn't like get near the him, clean. They were just disgusting to him because they weren't. So funny. I mean, his sneaker closet is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, I would love... I would love to see that. It's pretty good. But yeah, I think he. I I realized after the fact that I'd kind of be doing him a favor because hey, he needs the space to put another pair where that pair sits. That's crazy. And they're way too dirty for him to wear at this point. I just want to know what dirty looks like to him. It okay? No, it's not like one scuff. It's like the way they like would. If you five. if you bought white sneakers, it's how they would look after a week and a half. Two weeks. Oh, that's still really clean. Although you keep your sneakers pretty clean. Yeah, I don't really like get them into. Yeah. Like when I'm walking down a street with and I have new shoes on, like I'm a little bit more aware of where I'm walking. Yeah. Like if there if someone watered a plant and there was a little water runoff, so just yeah. not not enough to where it's a puddle. Right. But enough to where there is water. Right. And some of it will, if I step right in, it will kind of spray and splash damage the side of the shoe a little. Yeah. I'll skip over that. I'll yeah. Like, yeah, or walk around it. I'm kind of back into vans a lot now. I kind of just want new vans. Dude, vans are destroying. They're it right so now. good. They're killing it so hard. Yeah, they're the best. Just want a pair of vans. <coughs> but yeah, I would say basketball. The personalities in basketball are better. So get into basketball. You're recommending basketball. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. don't oppose that. Yeah. I'm all for that. I mean, you know, there's all these players that have like their cute kids at the press conferences and shit. It's like fun. Right. And the season is long as shit. 
Yeah, they are pretty long. Playoffs are fun. The playoffs this year were great. Oh, yeah. And the finals were good. It was good. It was a good year. It was a good year. It really was. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm going to recommend getting into sports and, and, and find something. Also, basketball is a thing you can kind of play. Be careful. Like I love, I'm getting into, I'm getting more into watching tennis now because I play so much tennis. Tennis is really fun to watch. Yeah, I will get sucked right into a tennis. And game. I can kind of learn a tiny bit from watching those guys. Yeah, just like footwork and grip and stuff. And okay. again, it just makes it gives you an excuse to buy gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here's something I'm I'm recommending this because I've been asked about it numerous times. In the last like a uh, couple of months, so I'm not going to recommend biking, right? Because obviously you should. People already. have been asking you about affordable bikes. Yes. Yeah, I so, noticed that too. So yeah, I'll either get Instagram comments or emails or in persons or text messages or whatever, and I'm always happy to answer those questions because I'm not happy to answer anything more people should be getting on bikes and riding them so here are two bikes a lot of people are like I want something affordable and then I just want to casually use right you know I don't want to start you know climbing mountains or doing 75 mile or 100 mile rides or whatever so here are two companies that make cool looking bikes they're simple they make a lot of like one speed not necessarily fixed gears if you're scared of that or if you're just smart enough not to fucking ruin your knees or Starbucks. Yeah, get in. <laughs> Starbucks made a bike. Yeah. You would burn a Starbucks down if they made a bike. Dude, I would buy the bike, <laughs> take it outside, and throw it through their own window. <laughs> you would be so mad. The Starbucks yeah. fixed gear. I would surprised not be surprised they if they did that. I'm sort of shocked it didn't happen. Yeah. Fuck, I hope that doesn't happen. Did All any right. weird they would have done it already. Did any weird corporate shitty company make a bike where you were like, fuck you? Has anyone gotten into bikes that bothers you? No. I mean, a couple car companies have made bikes and stuff. Were they like an addition that you got with the car? Or no, no. They just like were going to make this crazy Ooh. ass. Audi, I think, made one. BMW's tried it. Um, I would fuck with an Audi bike. It's like $30,000. It's That's like crazy. Because so it's made of like the lightest material. It's the most aerodynamic bike ever made. Because okay. they're like, they're the companies that know that stuff. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a car designer in his spare time was like, you know, I, I yeah. know I work here making cars, but I also designed this bike. Yeah, they're good with framework. They're good with aerodynamics. Yeah. And they're like, we'll just apply that to a bike, and that's way easier to make. So, yeah. Um, what was that all about? What? You just shook your head and you put your hand in your... My brain thing. Oh. It's not a big deal. Uh, okay. Uh, I thought you said something outside where you're like, oh, God. <laughs> not that someone neighbor. did use my driveway just now to make a three-point turn so i'm pretty uh, pissed let's get them some real old white dude pause the podcast shit. slash their tires all right so here are two bike companies that i see a lot of them out here now and they're cool looking they're simple god forbid they ever get stolen you're not going to be out like three thousand fucking dollars or whatever the first company is called all city bikes so that's all city cycles.com and you can go to their website, and there are there's track bikes, which is another word for like fixed gear. Uh, there's dirt cross and road bikes. So there's options. I don't know that they how crazy expensive they get, but you can always get like the lower end. What does like a base model one cost? Um, I don't because I tell myself sometimes I should get a bike. You fucking! I'm still mad at you for this. You had that gold old school looking that i didn't like that thing it rattled too much but what drove me crazy is that i think you gave who what'd you do with it i gave it to somebody 
I think Dean Del Rey sold it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or no, he gave it to somebody. Dude. But yeah. you know what my problem with that bike was? It had all this shit on it to where when you rode it, it rattled. It was like loud. We're biking to me. I want it to be like a quiet experience. Yeah. But it was I like, could have. That's that's. A, dude, I even took. <laughs> this would disgust you. When I bought that bike, it had even more shit on it. it had like right. a chain guard. And I didn't know how to take a bike apart correctly. And I didn't want to take the bike apart. Yeah. I cut the chain guard off with like bolt cutters. It what, took me three hours. What did I remove from the bike? Something. You Some other me, stuff. You had me fix, tighten the brakes and then take something off. Yeah. And maybe then, the back, there was a thing. Uh, maybe it was the rack thing on the back. Maybe, yeah. But the thing just made so much fucking noise. I yeah, like I was it. so mad that you didn't sell it to me or give it to me. If, if you were going to give have it You could have taken away. it. But I, you'd, you'd never express oh, any desire in wanting to get rid of it. I think I figured in my head you wouldn't want a bike like that. I would totally want a bike like that. That's, I want a bike that same shape, but just not as loud. Right, what yeah. what style of bike is that? A cruise? It's not a cruise. That's kind of like a. It's a cruiser, but not a beach cruiser. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a. I don't know what you the, really. The con- it, they called it. A, it was a remake of a like 1930s Italian racing bike. Yeah, it's kind of like you. You could call it like a a city bike or a city cruiser, right? Yeah, or something like that. They're the kind that like the companies make a very overpriced one with leather handle. Like it's like. It right, looks right, right. perfect. It's a thousand dollars. Yeah, there's all these like crazy uh, modifications or whatever. Yeah, the tech, See, I hate when websites maker. do this. Is <coughs> you're trying to find how much a bike costs and they just refuse to put the price. Yeah, it's annoying. Which usually kind of leads you to believe like, oh, this might be expensive. You know what I do with companies like that that sell wristwatches? I don't buy from them. Right. So, where I mean, ugh, that's so annoying. Uh, so you want to know how much? What like a low end bike Just like, like that? The, uh, a range? Okay. See, I guess this there's an all city that Orange Twenty sells, which is a bike shop in LA. Uh, that is like a lot. It's like twelve fifty, but the, it seems it's outfitted with all this crazy shit, though. So it's yeah. got like disc brakes and like all this stuff, which no one really needs. Yeah. Um. But like, for example. Fuji makes a single speed bike, and Fuji Fuji's a decent car, or not car company, sorry, bike <laughs> company. Um, they also make good apples. If they do, um, if you have a performance cycle near you, performance bike shop, that's a nationwide chain of shops. They sell Fujis, and if you want just a single speed bike, they have one like Orange Twenty selling one for four hundred thirty nine dollars, and that's cheap for them. Yeah, that's same. So you can get you can get a good bike that'll last you a while. Um, from performance is a great place for that shit. So all city is good. Pure fix is another bike shop. That's purefixcycles.com. Um, look around their site. They have like cool looking bikes. Uh, their names are like original glow premium micro. So they like haven't broken up like that instead of by the classification of bike or whatever. Um, and all these things are like customizable. You can like change the wheels if you want like, you know, black and red or black and orange or yellow or, or whatever color scheme you want. Um, so you can make it look cool. Just know that the cooler your bike looks, the more yeah. likely it will get I feel like when you, when you build one, oh, really? That'll get stolen. Yeah, because the cooler they look and the better the parts, it's, yeah. it's, more, it's just eye candy. People are like, oh, that's I feel a like shiny. you should just get like one thing. Like, do you get the cool little rim thing? But don't overdo it. One color splash. Yeah, don't go insane with colors or like, 
you can do a color scheme, but like I like colored tires. Yeah, those can look cool. I like blue tires. With what color frame? Okay, ideally, yeah, I want. Oh, with what color frame? Uh, with the blue with blue tires, I go white frame, yeah, black frame, yellow. Oh uh, yeah, because that makes me think of like GT freestyle bikes. Right, right, right. Uh, those are those would be my blue. Those are the colors I would go with blue. Burgundy. They have that right there. Ugh, the one in the fuck. very middle. It's called the whiskey. I would need different handlebars. I don't like the full lean They're over short. like that. No, those are more upright ones. Oh. <coughs> and that's another thing. If you're going to ride in the city, like those bikes come with like flat bars that you'd kind of sort of look like you'd have on like an old BMX bike. Right. Um, so you can sit upright more. And the and the reason you see some of those handlebars that are super narrow is for like get going through traffic so the handlebars don't get caught yeah. on like uh, on side yeah. view mirrors and shit like that. So they have more of like upright seating, but all, I'm sorry, Pure Fix has a lot of bike choices. So there's like a ton of, a ton of shit that you can look through. Um, there's one called the Juliet, which is like a, as simple and stripped down as you could possibly get. It's all black. It's $329. Do That is dirt cheap. Have you noticed like that. that women now are riding the same frame style as men? Like they don't do that one with the... The, the, the top tube dips down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you can just like... Most like... I, I do female bike enthusiasts ride just this the, the what would be considered a male style frame now? Yeah, because I don't think that there was ever really a reason to have a female... It was when women wore dresses, I think... Well, I mean, yeah, originally. You to, like, lift your leg and show your underpants. Yeah, and it was, was probably bad. hard to, like, climb yeah. over. But, yeah. I mean, if women could ride horses... Women w- rode side saddle. What do you mean? They, they sat, sat... Yeah, the side saddle. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but, I mean, those days are so, so, yeah. so long ago. Yeah. I, I mean, you rarely see bikes with that, unless no, they're, and like, they're, and they're not as, beach they cruisers. They don't go as deep, either. Like, they used to go, like, all the way down... Almost yeah. parallel with that lower bar. But now it's gotten like less. Yeah, or not at all. Yeah. Just because it's, I mean, bikes are weaker. like a, a unisex it's a weaker thing. Structurally, it seems weaker. Yeah, it doesn't look as cool. does not look as cool. Um, but if you want like, so a lot of the people that have asked me this stuff have kind of been leaning on the like inexpensive part because it's like i'm new to this i don't even know what the fuck i'm doing which is totally fair because like a good bike is is a is an investment i would go to pure fix cycles look through their site and 329 dollars for like a whole bike that's good that you're just gonna fucking tool around town with and not really worry about that's a great way to start and then you'll figure out what you want and don't want. If you're like, hey, I want more gears. I want to get a road bike. I want loan, a lighter bike. I want loan this. Loan me $325. What's that? Loan me $325. <laughs> so you can get a bike? If I And then if I don't use it, you can have it. So you ah, bought a bike. Interesting. Well, I already have a single speed bike. Oh, I don't want to. I, I don't want fixed gear. Pure fixer. I mean, you can convert them into fixed gears. No, I don't want a fixed gear. I want one. Oh, I think they'll they'll have... I mean, they're called Pure Fix, but I think they they have single speed, like free freewheel mechanism. Freewheel. Uh, I would be surprised if they didn't. When I was a kid, that was like, when, and I got my first cool bike when I got a Diamondback. Yeah, that was like it's freewheel, like because <laughs> right. my bike before that wasn't. It was you know, 
what I guess it had like the foot brake, but like that meant you were like a big kid. You got a freewheel bike with hand brakes. Yeah, it was like so you could scary. do sweet endos. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> with the if fact that endos even a trick, you're just stopping and kind yeah, of and almost then, falling. Yeah. <laughs> the, if you're a local, by the way, to LA. Uh, Linus is a cool bike company. I see those. Those are cool looking. They're, I really they're based like those. in Venice, Barf. and they make like a <coughs> they make like single speed bike, very like elegant, stripped down looking. And they have those like cool cruiser bars that yeah. kind of lean f- like that those are the angle ones I want. towards you. Linus is a cool company. Yeah, and they're local, and they have a couple that start. Uh, kind of on the lower end. There's one, and it has one of those drop frames. Which isn't necessarily for men or women, I'd no, say. No, I think it, now at this point it's just for easy, ease of getting on your bike. Yeah, because a lot of beach cruisers have that. And if you are if you live in an area like Venice, you're constantly on and off that fucking thing. I hate beach cruisers. Um, so they have one called the Scout that starts at three ninety nine. There's one called the Roadster Classic, which is like a cool-looking, simple bike with like cream tires and like a dark brown frame. That's good. It's fucking cool-looking. I love a brown metallic bike. That is uh, four twenty nine. So there's like th- there's options out there. If you just kind of look at the smaller manufacturers, some of those guys make make good bikes. So you don't always have to be like what is specialized or Trek or the Does big the company. Company selling. like Schwinn at this point make bikes like this that are cool. Did th- they get into this? Or I think so. Let me. Or look did it they up. stick with like what they did? Like have the bigger so called. Not b- companies that weren't into this stuff started making those. Um, yeah, because like all the big bike companies, like Specialized and and Trek and all those ones that like their bread and butter is road bikes, like high end right road bikes. Even they have like the single a single speed yeah version or a fixed gear track bike or whatever. Um, they do it because it's really popular with like with younger people yeah like they're all about that shit doesn't seem to be going away really it's changing but it doesn't seem to be going it's definitely not as hip as it was but it does it also doesn't seem to like have gone away no i think it's just now that's just a part of biking culture that's just another option that's there yeah um and i think it's great is it my turn now it is your turn I'm going to recommend a book. <coughs> this book is uh, a little nerdy, I guess. It's called Supreme Conflict, the inside story of the struggle for control of the United States Supreme Court. Isn't that the one that was on your shelf that you brought up the other... Yeah, I uh, love this book. ...a few months ago or something? It's by Jan... Craw- well, I've read two about the Supreme Court. It's by Jan Crawford Greenberg. This one's really good. I know that sounds like you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, I don't give a shit about, about the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court or the justices. But right. to be honest with you, the rulings of the Supreme Court are kind of one of the most active parts of the government that they change things the quickest. You know, like on, you know, just recently on like a, any given day, they just made marriage, like a uh, gay marriage legal everywhere. Yeah. Like the, that stuff to me there, what they do affects the country kind of in, in, in the most like noticeable and fastest way. So I find it, I find it super interesting how. Well, also don't forget the most long term. Yeah. Ways. Like they're, they, they set, they make decisions that change the course of like. Yeah. You know, social history. Yeah. 
and because like and Roe also v. Wade and things like the that. justices you you it's a life term you can't you have to be impeached yeah which i they never i think it's happened but it's very very rare or you have to lose 10 consecutive games of uh kai bai bo yeah and then you're out <laughs> They can get you out that way. It would be hard. I mean, 10 consecutive <laughs> games, you'd have to really suck or be yeah. playing someone. That's a real streak. Yeah. You'd start, you'd go insane. <laughs> once you got to, once you got to the eight, eighth, yeah. rock, you'd forget paper what lock, cancels what out. You'd be like, Wait, stop, stop, just yeah. stop, stop. Wait Does a minute. scissors stab minute, rock and win? What? Just give me a second. <laughs> but yeah, I've said, like, you know, when, when we were talking about Leanna Maybe's book, I'm not the best reader. Yeah. I routinely have to reread page, a page I've read. Over and over and over again, yeah. stuff doesn't sink in terribly well. But I when found, did that book come out? Uh, it's been a minute. I think it came out in like the early two thousands. Oh whoa! So there we came out right after John Roberts got on the court. But there's been like three new justices. Nah, since they that. might only the the it might just not have Sotomayor in here. Okay. This would have been this came out what right about after Elena. What's her name? Oh Kagan. Yeah. This might this might this book might black. Kagan and Sotomayor. And Roberts, if he had just No, this is Roberts. This is Roberts and Alito. How long were they in the court for? They've been there a little while now. They might be... But when that book came out. It might have just happened. This, I think this came out kind of on the tail of John the, the Roberts court being kind of solidified. Okay. But it, it's not so much just about them. It talks a lot about how, like, Roberts, how he kind of perfectly threaded the needle of becoming... A Supreme Court justice. Yeah. And it's pretty fascinating shit to me. And I think, like, even though it sounds kind of dry, it actually kind of isn't. That's the thing. I read it. It was one of those books I bought, and, like, I thought I may... I was like, I'm going to buy this, because they were guests on Hardball. And I really liked Hardball, that right. show. And I found them interesting. I was like, or her interesting. I was like, oh, I'll buy this book. Yeah. Oh, no. They were on Meet the Press. Her and... I bought both books by these two people. And, uh, but, yeah, I just found it, like, easy to read. Uh-huh. And it, it informed me enough to where I have just a sense of what the court kind of does now, what kind of Anthony Kennedy does and what Ginsburg does and why and what they've done over history right. and why and what they think and, you know, who's kind of crazy and who's not. And like and to, I'll be honest, Roberts, Roberts is becoming a more interesting chief justice as time goes on. Like they really thought he's he's weird. And he rule like he'll he'll he's made rulings I find really horrifying. Uh-huh. But then he has. Yeah, it's hard to tell what a justice is going to be like until they've been there for at least five, ten years, because they don't make a lot like a lot of landmark decisions. And they that, do them all at once. Yeah. <laughs> like you can all so you, can't, you have no idea what they're like until you yeah. give them some time to like set some patterns. He or, hasn't been as gnarly. What's it called again? It's called Supreme Conflict. But yeah, Roberts, I mean, uh, uh, Roberts has made, he loves co- corporations super hard. Like, he's he's super horny for letting huge corporations do whatever they want. Great. You know, he presided over the money as, money is free speech ruling. That was it's super, that like has led to all the, uh, those huge super PACs and being able to hide money. Like, cor- yeah, basically, the Koch brothers and all that shit. But I just find I think it's like a even if you don't care about politics and you find it kind of annoying and shitty, it's uh. a thing that I think it's useful to have a like a base level knowledge of. Yeah, I mean it's good to understand how the you know 
the justice system in the country you live in works. Yeah. At least on like a superficial level, you know. And you can they're they're some of the only people and they have clerks and stuff, but you can read their rulings. You can read yeah. what they said on a subject. You can read you know, like like if you want to read something kind of incredible and shocking and weird, read uh uh Scalia's <coughs> anything by Scalia. Reads Scalia <laughs> Scalia's fascinating. He writes a lot too. Well, his dissents. He's kind of legendary for his dissents. When he when he disagrees with the ruling that he lost on, he'll write he goes an off. incredible dissent that's super wacky. But the thing about Scalia is he's brilliant. Yeah. I don't I hate him. Yeah. I don't agree well, I with mean, idiots don't become Supreme Court justices. No, he, but he's the people dude, you don't politically the agree dude with. is a fuck. He's like an evil genius to me. Yeah. But he I mean in this last ruling in, in this last ruling against gay his dissent against the gay marriage ruling, he kind of basically shits on his own marriage for a minute. Right. Like it's fucking the dude's incredible. And but there are some of the only people in government who you can really read their thoughts and you can see how intelligent they are. Yeah. I mean, you read some of Anthony Kennedy's, Anthony Kennedy's, um, uh, 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 his his opinion for the majority in the gay marriage ruling was really, really nice. And like you know, it's these are really intelligent people. It's a very hard job to get, and so, but it's one you can really actually read their thoughts and see what they think. And the fact of the matter is, their thoughts have a huge, huge, huge effect on our lives and our culture and what happens. Yeah, totally. Their thoughts are the reason. There's marriage equality, yeah, and it's which like just huge for so many people. I mean, just get you could you could if you wanted to, you could just look into Anthony Kennedy, his kind of reputation as being like he's like this weird justice kind of in the middle who you they, they you can't really tell which side he's going to go to. He's the most like he he's the hardest to pin down a lot of the times. You know you know where uh, Thomas is going to go a lot of the time. You know where Scalia yeah. is going to go. Yeah. But like Kennedy's all over the place and it's made him this fascinating character. And I just I find it specifically interesting and I think even if it's even if government's not a thing you're interested in, you could find this book pretty interesting. I I I found it easy to read, which means it's it's relatively easy to read because right. I'm not good at I'm not terribly good at reading. So it's called Supreme Conflict. The author is Jan Crawford Greenberg. Yep. And it's available on Amazon as a hardcover paperback and Kindle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get that. It's, let's see, publisher Penguin Books. Yep. Came out in 07, reprint in 08. 384 pages. Um, average customer review, three and a half stars. So that's your overview on that book. Yeah. Um, I liked it, and I'm a dummy. Okay. Um, my second one was a book, too. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, this book is fucking fascinating to me. I read it and didn't want it to end, and it reads like a movie, and it's fucking nonfiction, which is crazy, but it reads like either... These characters were kind of made up because it's just a, a part. Parts of it are kind of unbelievable. It's called uh, "How Music Got Free: The End of an Industry, the Turn of the Century, and the Patient Zero of Piracy." Whoa! Uh, it is by Stephen Witt, who uh, writes a lot about music. Um, there's a couple of quotes here, I guess. Uh, named one of Time Magazine's best books of 2015 so far. Long listed for the 2015 Financial Times and McKinsey Business Book of the Year. New York Times Editor's Choice. Um, so 
the overview, I guess, the synopsis of this book is um, there. Uh, it covers a few things: uh, the invention and the rise of the MP3, uh-huh. the collapse of the music industry, right, and the rise of music piracy, right, and how all three of those things started happening around the same time and all kind of contributed to each other and how it just blew the entire music industry apart. And obviously the rise of like, you know, the internet and social media and all that stuff. And how most of the music you have, if you ever downloaded music illegally, right? somewhere in the 99th percentile, 98th, 99th, that, that high of a percentage of that music you got was all pretty much stolen by one dude. Really? Yeah. And the way the book is laid out and how it kind of leads you down that path to like how that happened and how, because you're, you're like, there's no way it was one guy. How is that possible? Yeah. It shows you. Wow. And it's, it's, it's crazy, dude. I don't think I ever stole music. I have. I don't but know. But early I on, did. I never did. Because I felt it was. I, was I just know like, for a fact wrong. I never used Napster. I never used Napster either. I think I used LimeWire. I never used Napster because at the time I was like, I disagreed with the whole like, just giving people's. In the same way, you know, this this joke thief controversy thing is like you're just taking people's shit. Yeah. And then you're making money off of it, which right. is that's the part where it's like extra go fuck yourself. Yeah. Someone on inter- on Twitter like commented at me like why is everybody mad now and it was it it was when he got the it was when at fat jew got uh a deal yeah he got signed by cia which is a huge huge talent agency biggest talent agency and and he got a comedy central pilot deal that has apparently been taken away yeah uh which is awesome go fuck yourself You fucking thief. <laughs> um, and then he got a book deal, which is that's the most hilarious part. You're yeah. like, the guy's never written a, an original thought in his <laughs> stupid, uncreative, yeah. bullshit life. And they're like, here's a book deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he sold a script, I guess. He has like writing partners, apparently. Yeah. I but think it, probably you and I are one of them on it. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, writing partners for the script, too, right, which yeah. those have to be real people. Yeah, he can't. I mean, he's unless he's gonna like cobble together scenes yeah. from like Pulp Fiction, The Matrix, There Will Be Blood, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, I never, I couldn't get myself to do it with Napster, and the, the dude was so arrogant about it, Sean Fanning. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. But then at the same, I was, you know, there was like a there was a conflict there because you're like, I don't know, it's out there, and some of these people aren't making money they're they're literally just sharing their music with people and like we've always kind of done that just on a much smaller scale and the way that you know the way that technology is moving this kind of thing isn't going away and then once like metallica started suing their fans and the the music industry itself started suing people then i was like well see that's no way to handle it (laughs) now i'm like now you're making it hard for me to side with you guys and it was kind of hard already because you're greedy motherfuckers i was siding with the artist it was hard lars was the wrong one to lead that charge because nobody liked him but But lars Lars is the biggest dick so he was like fuck you guys yeah yeah there were other artists that were like yeah take our music fine we don't care and some of them were rich and famous some weren't so it was like it was just huge gray area but this book is is really fascinating when it comes to kind of like explaining the behind the scenes of all that. Right. 
why all this stuff happened the way it did and how there really was no complete like correct answer there wasn't like this is what you do this way because there were people that were wrong on every side yeah mistakes were made and people didn't adapt and change with something that was continuously moving forward you can't stop technology it was hard you have to change and adapt with it and a lot of these people didn't do it except for the pirates the music pirates were the only ones that were like this is the future and i'm gonna get ahead of it it was hard to simp- I found it hard to sympathize with the music industry with their inability to adapt. I mean, remember there were like locked CDs. You were like, guys, do you really think you're going to beat these nerds? Yeah. Whereas like, it may, you know, they should have been, it took so long for things like Spotify to pop up. Like th- there could have been versions of that that would have benefited ever. If they had got ahead of it, it would have been like, well, a CD, a physical CD is $12. Digital downloads, three. You would have been like, holy crap. That yeah. is such cheap music. They tried it a little bit, but like they couldn't find a way to do it. Yeah, they couldn't find like a way to sell, especially when your options were like any amount of money. Whether it was going to be like, oh, but six dollars digitally instead of the twelve, but then you'd go like, yeah, but free over yeah, here free. for zero dollars. Yeah. So it took you know Steve Jobs to be like, I'm going to make it easier, the yeah. easiest possible way, and then how, and here's a device for it. Yeah. And then people were like, I'll pay for that. Yeah, the album's still ten bucks. Yeah. And I pay it all the time. Yeah, because a lot of people don't want to do... It's so easy for me. ...the work. Yeah. Like going to download the stuff. And, and yeah. now Spotify and all those things have solved that problem. Yeah. Where it's like, we'll filter all the shit for you. You don't have to go search for things. Yeah. We'll f- filter it off. All you have to do is click a button, and then now you're listening to it. Yeah. And people will pay for that. They'll pay for like the, you know, how, how easy something can be. People, um, yeah. But yeah... I, I thought it was... I've read a lot of books on music and the history of music and the music industry. And this one was probably the best one. Yeah. A lot of the other ones were like the history from the kind of the beginning of modern music and the record industry and all that. But this one was kind of more about like uh, the period of time from the late 90s to now. So it was a little bit more like current. Like this is fucking happening, you know? Uh, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Can't recommend it enough. If you're into music and the history of music, this is it. You got to read it. And it was written by Stephen Witt, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-W-I-T-T. Uh, he's on Twitter too. I, I was like, hey man, great book. Or I, I mentioned the book and he like responded or whatever. That's cool. Um, so yeah, let him know you liked it. I'm sure he'd be, uh, he'd be happy to hear that. Uh, How Music Got Free is the title. Stephen Witt, also obviously available on Amazon uh, as a hardcover paperback, Kindle. And uh, this one, I guess, has audio. You can listen to it on Audible. Um, If you use Audible, I've never done audiobooks, but a lot of people love them. So, yeah. Um, My third thing to recommend, I recommend having a collection Collecting something. Oh, start collecting something. Being okay. a collector of something. I uh, would dissuade you from it being wristwatches. Um, uh, right now, most people are like, yeah, no problem, dude. We don't have the fucking no, no, even seven cheap, grand. No, 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 <laughs> even cheap ones. There's okay. actually... Lately, I've been into um, cheaper watches, and there's just as many, and it's almost an even deeper K-hole. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would dissuade you from something like that. <laughs> Wait, define cheaper. Like what kind of brands? Like what kind two, of price? Two, three hundred. Okay. 
Elgin, Hamilton. Okay. Just ones like that. Okay, uh, fair enough. I like an old Swatch. I, I fuck with an old Timex, too. Old Timexes are cool. Yep. Um, but I think collecting something, no matter what it is, in similarly to, to liking sports passively, uh-huh. the key to me is this. Hop, the, the thing that it, I think is important with a hobby is it can't benefit your life financially or like it, to me it like shouldn't make you be like cooler it needs to be like you get al- you get almost nothing out of it except for the enjoyment of the doing it you know what i mean yeah like i co- i really besides liking wristwatches i collect stickers me too I fu- yeah you do yeah i think sticker collecting it's while so much fun sounding extremely juvenile i think it's great yeah they're really cheap yeah like i would recommend collecting something like uh bottle caps or like old cool like uh beer cans are good they have like those old vintage ones mm-hmm. uh i like old bottles old glass stuff is cool i like yeah. old tchotchkes you know like what the little those? you know like little sculpture deals oh yeah, little, yeah like yeah. porcelain things like that yeah uh people collect coffee mugs that coffee those. mugs great collection that one see the the coffee mugs and the bottles and all that those don't, my only issue with them is they take up so much space. They do. <coughs> you need a rack if you're going to do coffee mugs. I got to go find a fucking coffee mug rack. Yeah. I really need one. I feel like you could make one. I could. I feel but like I'd rather find an old like kind of vintagey looking. You know who could help you make a coffee mug rack is Jay Larson. Oh yeah. He's Jay a Larson's woodworker. He's a hell of a woodworker. Yeah. I, res- I respect that in a person. He could make you a sweet yeah. coffee mug rack. I bet he could. Yeah, he really... Granny's got a kid. He may not have time. He could definitely help you tell you how to do it. Yeah. You could also just look up how to do it. No, I mean, I can I can totally do it. I have no worry about that. But I kind of... I, I like the idea of finding an old... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one used to be in a like an old coffee shop. That have was you started like, looking at all? Not really. Yeah. Because I don't want to look online. I'd rather, I want to go find one in person. So the next time I go to the Rose Bowl flea market, I'm gonna, that's going to be my, my number one. If you find a place like an antique store that has the mugs, I bet you they have the rack and you're like, yo, I need the rack. Yes. How much for the rack? Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think having a collection is a cool thing. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it's a thing I can do. That like it calms me down if or it's just like a place to put my brain for a little while. And I will say I routinely get ideas for other things while collect <coughs> collecting and looking at stuff that you would that 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 you would think has no benefit to me monetarily or career wise at all. Right. You see like a wacky a wacky phrase on a sticker. Or it makes me think of like a thing I want to draw or like a joke or whatever. Another thing I collect uh, pins. Yeah. yeah, enamel pins. We're in an enamel pin renaissance right now. Oh, yeah. A lot of companies are making really cool enamel pins. They're easy to make. So a lot of, a lot of people who draw and artists and stuff are realizing that enamel pins are not hard to make at all. Yeah. So they're making them. And so there are tons and tons of bad ass yeah. enamel pins in the world right now. Yeah. I follow a few companies on Instagram. I just found one the other day. They make a sriracha one. Oh, really? Is it Explorer's Press? Nope. Uh, which one? Something else. I don't know. Because I've seen the Sriracha one. There's this dude. Yeah. it's I, There's this dude I follow on Instagram. He calls himself Mick Fitz because he combines Mickey Mouse and the Misfits logo. Whoa. And he makes a bomb 
enamel pin. It is Mickey Mouse misfits. It's got Mickey Mouse ears, misfits face, and and uh, bat wings. His okay. shit is always sold out. Like every time I go to a site trying to buy stuff, it sells out instantly because his stuff is so cool. What is it? Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Misfits. M I C F I T S. M I C F I T S. On Instagram, oh, he's really good. He makes cool drawings. Bam! His following. shirts are super cool. Yeah, but there's this just is great. so many good. If you look, if you want a, a parody of a Bart Simpson pin, they are out there, my friends. The, yeah, this guy called Wizard Skull. Yeah, him. Wizard Skull is dope. Yeah, he makes such cool. That's stuff. the thing. All these people are calling themselves like Riz, Wizard Skull and like Rat Blood, and you can buy these. Here's the thing about yeah. enamel pins. You know what? I'm gonna res- I'm gonna start over. And just say you should collect enamel pins. Yeah. They're so much better than I want than to do just a merch product that's yeah, no. an enamel pin. Yeah, We talked sure. about that yeah. a little bit once. Yeah. Definitely doing one. I want to do an enamel pin, but I want it to be big. I, want, I don't want like I want it to be so big you need two things on the back, two backing uh, two pins. Two pin backs, yeah. yeah. I want it. <laughs> Disney does some of those sometimes where you're like, this thing needs two pin yeah, backs. You know who else does it? Me. We're about to go there. <laughs> because enamel pins. You mean for the podcast? For, uh, maybe. Or just for whatever. I don't know. It depends. Okay. But yeah, I want to make one. The enamel pins are so, they're so visually satisfying because they're shiny. Yeah. They're metal. They look like they've been made with gold. The lines are like that gold brass color. Uh-huh. They're just the most perfect little thing oh and by the way at swap meets there's always a person who has like a it's one of those cork boards yeah that is completely packed full of enamel pins or one of those like jewelry cases yeah that just has fucking pins i've got a map of the united states and every state is an enamel pin wow yeah it's so it took me i saw it at the the where is that i've never seen that hold on i'll go get it son of a bitch how have I never seen Kevin just walked off to go get this map? Uh, oh, I see. Oh, that is cool. Where did you find this? It's a Melrose swap meet. She was just selling the pins, and, and I was like, I want them all. How much for the whole map? And she was like, ugh. Wait, and so the was, map came with it? Yeah, she was missing one state. She was missing Michigan. And then you found it. She had a Michigan Sheriff's Department pin. I was like, look. I want to buy the whole thing, but I need the Michigan pin. This is so cool. Because I think they were 75 cents a piece or something or a buck a piece. And I was like, look, how much for the whole map? And she was like, $50. She was like, it was 50 bucks, 50 states. I was like, that's not giving me a deal. So this, the the actual, the the board, is it, this wasn't made for pins, right? I don't know what it was made for. Because it's like foamy kind of. Isn't it kind of like a jigsaw puzzle or some shit? Yeah, Yeah, it looks like a puzzle, but like the pieces are like foamy like a foam map of the united states so yeah that's what right now everyone's like what the fuck are you talking yeah. about and so it's a yeah a foam ish kind of jigsaw map of the u.s and then on top of it is pins of every state yep Pin, this is the coolest and that's the, and you know what the enamel pins they don't really age <laughs> so all the enamel pins from the 70s like all the rock and roll pins and the beer ones they're still out there and they start. made tons of them, and they're dirt cheap, and they are cool as shit. You want to make a really weird piece of art for your house? Go get a piece of white foam core or illustration board, uh-huh. buy a bunch of weird pins, and just fucking stick them on it, and then put it in a frame. Yeah, that's awesome. Be I one start. of those dudes that has a thousand pins on his hat or on his jacket. 
Pins look, are coming back this fall. Uh, pins on clothing. It'll be even better Dude, when they I go got out. A, I got a pin on uh, from the Neon Museum. Great. From great. In Vegas. And it's so fucking cool. Great. It is so cool. It's great. Collect enamel pins. Yeah. It's a great way to, t- like, if you ever went somewhere on vacation or wherever, yep. you're just like, that's a pin from when I was there. It's like how I like snow globes from places I've been. Yeah. It's the coolest. Little collections like that are great. But honestly, keep it inexpensive. That way it's always fun. And, you know, like when I came across this map, uh-huh. I could be like, no, no, no. I want the whole thing. Because it was inexpensive. I think, I think she, it was 40, she charged me 40 bucks for all the pins and the map. And she found me Michigan. It took her a couple weeks. But I kept going back. And eventually she found the right Michigan pin. But yeah, you can you could get you could take ten bucks and then you already have go on Etsy. There's tons of enamel pins on there, and a lot of people sell them in like a lot. There'll be like yeah. a lot of enamel pins, and there'll be like fifty of them. Today I was on eBay looking at uh, feed store hats, like yeah. hats from places that sell like feed for animals. Okay, and someone was selling like she had like ten hats and a bunch of jackets, all just with feed store logos. I wish I could fucking. There's sometimes there's such cool looking hats out there. Yeah. And I want them, but I just never wear hats. I wear hats all the time now. <coughs> because your uh, genetics are not made to survive yeah, in the desert. Because the sun <laughs> wants to, the sun tried to kill me once with cancer. Yeah. And it's going to get me eventually. And it's going to try again. It's, gonna, it's trying now. <laughs> so, yeah, this heat wave. So I have all these hats now. You know, uh, if you're looking for hats, there's a company called Skate Mental. Okay. They make really cool hats. They're the ones that made my hat that says, take a hike. And then I have another that's hat cool. by them that says, don't get lost. It sucks. With like a little mountain. Oh, that's cool. Go get them. Tiger makes cool hats. Yeah. Toy Machine makes good hats. Yeah. Toy Machine made a hat out of a t-shirt design I did. Oh, yeah. That's the one people should get. Yeah. It says Toy Machine Blood Sucking Skateboard Company, and I did the type. Fuck yeah. It comes in red. What if I did a pin of, so our podcast cover? Right. My face, the picture of my face. Would that make a good pin? It would have to be redrawn. It has to be the the drawing of it has to be incredibly simplified. Okay. To where it's only like one line for each thing. How would that look? Uh you would it would look like like um the kind of drawing you see in like an airplane safety brochure. Alright. <laughs> it's not undoable, you just have to do it. Okay. It's like, you know, kind of the same style of like a Andre the Giant drawing. There can't okay. be like lots of little. They can't make little lines, really. So I mean, so you'd have to strip out a lot of the detail. It's yeah, all the detail. Basically. But would it still kind of resemble me? You know. Yeah, if it's drawn right. Okay, I have a favor to ask you. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Fucking goddamn it! <laughs> How many of these favors have I ever asked you? I don't know. I drew a cat. I drew some cats. A yeah. cat. I drew. What else? What have I drawn? I did the type for your album and a cat. I did a cat. And that wasn't even really for me. No. Yeah, it was. Oh, I mean, kind of, yeah. Uh, it, well, I've done that. You can't really say our album, our, our podcast art was for you. No, it was not. Um, and that's it. Yeah. There you go. I'm not crawling up your ass with this stuff. And the only reason I'm asking you is because you did the podcast You're cover. Inside my ass on this stuff. <laughs> you could trace that drawing of yourself and you'd probably come up with a suitable drawing for an enamel pin. Tracing if you, it? If you took tracing paper... <laughs> And traced that drawing and only did like the bare essentials to make it look like you. Like eyebrows, lines of your eyes, line for your nose, mouth, outline of your head and your hair. 
yeah. you would basically do the kind of drawing that you would need for an enamel pen. So what you're saying is... It would be more interesting if you tried it yourself. What you're saying is it wouldn't take long to do. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really recommend collecting enamel pins. There's so many weird ones because they were so cheap to make. And you'll see some really offensive ones occasionally. Yeah. Like, especially like around sex stuff. There's tons of really dirty ones that were popular in the 70s. Like, as long as I have a face, you have a place to sit. Like, <laughs> right, right, that, right. that kind of, like, mustache ride style joke. <laughs> that shit is uh, very popular. That's what so I recommend. So, where do you get these things made? Uh, there, If you just search enamel pin maker, there's these places. There's just these weird companies that do it. I want to do a collaboration with a company that does them. Okay. Well, the thing is... Comp- the companies that make them don't sell them, really. They no, I'm make saying them. a company that sells them. Oh, yeah. Like, we should do a collaboration pin. Uh, I think Mishka makes them. They do. They make eyeball ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They might be too big for that. You never know. They do really small things occasionally. They just did a, a really a, a crossover with this guy I, I follow on Instagram that's a real small run uh-huh. of T-shirts. I might buy some. McRiven, I think. It's MCRVN. I think they did a collab. Really, okay. He does these collages that are cool. And I think they're doing a small run of shirts with him. That would be so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be really awesome. I think they must... I think to make an enamel pin, depending on the number of colors, must be in like... It must come down to like two or three or four bucks a pin. Because most people I find are selling them for between five and eight dollars. Yeah, they're cheap. I mean, I saw one for like it was a four color pin, and it was eight bucks. Right. So I, I, there's no way it costs more costs the person more than four, and I'm sure there's minimums. You make a hundred, it's four. You make two hundred, it's three, like that. Right, right. You know. Yeah, I definitely. It's wanna. like that thing where you could make your own bobbleheads for a while, and everyone was doing that. Right. Like you can fuck around and make your own pin. Take them to your work. If you have a catchphrase at your work. Make your make a pin of it and give them to everybody. People will like you. That's true. They will. Yeah. That's how you make friends. Yeah. If, if everyone's always like, hey, Kevin hates the coffee machine, and then they laugh, make a pin that says, Kevin hates the coffee machine. Make it a coffee machine on fire <coughs> and give everyone that pin. There's a lot of great coffee enamel pins out there. Yeah. I mean, that's... What did I say when you were like, I want to do a pin? My thing was like a coffee mug with something else. Oh, that's right. That's the one. What did I suggest? I can't say it out loud because I'm going to steal it. Oh. Um, but yeah, I remember what it's going to be. Yeah. No, it's a good thing to do. Even just a skull. There's so many good skull ones. I know. You can have gold. Um. Okay, this... I can't remember the fucking name of the... Thi- there's two things I want to write. It's one product but two different makers and i can't find the other one and i should have been ready actually you know what i can find it right now okay so uh i found it that was easy all right i have been uh on the hunt for a while and i found them for a pair of good in-ear, like earbuds. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So I'm always sitting either at a computer and uh, working or I'm at the gym or I'm on my bike. or So, you know, three or four different things where I'm always like, I always have headphones on, right? 
And when you use headphones a lot, especially earbuds, the wiring isn't always the strongest, you know. So if you tug on them a little too hard or they get caught on something and yank, one of those earbuds is just gone. It's just going to stop working. When my earbuds pop out of the gym, when I used to go to the gym, it... Made me so ang- un- like disproportionately angry. It's so annoying because it's like this thing that's happening in your head. Yeah, it's like someone just grabs your head and just shakes it, and you're like, "Get out of there!" Yeah, it's like a wet willy. Yeah, it's really, really annoying. It's awful. Uh, and then the f- headphones break, so you're doubly yeah. annoyed. You're annoyed at how this jerking motion on your head feels, yeah. and then your headphone doesn't work. Uh huh. So that's happened with like a bunch, and I was like, I need good quality ones that won't fall apart. So I found two that are that are great so this first company uh they're called bayer dynamic b-e-y-e-r-d-y-n-a-m-i-c they make a headphone called the dx 160 ie or whatever the the name's so weird that's what i named my dick right the dx 160 (laughs) ie yeah so it is uh great now the the sound quality is awesome. It sounds almost as good as like a good pair. Did you say these were wireless or <coughs> no wired? Okay. Um, so yeah, I would avoid probably using them at the gym because they're a hundred dollars. Dang. Um, but if you if you constantly have headphones on, and you want good quality, uh, I don't think that's a lot of money to spend on them. No, because this isn't like oh I use headphones once every week and a half. I use them hours a day, every day, every every day. So these are comfortable. Um, they come with a bunch of different like options for like uh, the the rubber pieces, whatever you call. There, you can use them. You can talk on your phone. They have like the volume control knob that's also a speaker. Yeah. Uh, they have flat cords. Oh. Uh, so they don't get tangled. They come with like a zip up uh, carrying case, um, and then they come with a splitter. So if you want to, uh, you want. To someone to listen to a song you're listening to, you can put the splitter oh. in. You can connect your headphones, oh. and we can both listen. So you don't to have to put your dirty earbuds in someone exactly. else's ear. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. If gross. someone has, they go, "Oh man, let's both listen to the song or yeah. this episode of Occasionally Awesome." <laughs> um, so that's never happened, <laughs> right? How dare you? No, have a little ever, more confidence. No, one, no two people have ever put earphones in together and just sat, stood next to each other, and listened to an hour of a podcast. Someone post a picture of you and a friend. <laughs> Splitting headphones and listening to Occasionally Awesome. It's so weird. I will retweet it. In bed. <coughs> In bed. Naked. Women only. Um, no, no, no. Like that's super Dudes specific. Only. Dudes only. Uh, for Kevin. And you. <laughs> so rugged all metal housing with aluminum rings, whatever. Tangle free, free flat cables. Uh, work for Apple and Android phones. Uh, they have an extension cable. Here's another cool thing. Halfway down the headphone, there is an extension like a connection right there. So if they do get yanked, it'll probably just pull out the extension in the middle. See this right here? Okay. Oh, yeah. Instead of... Out of your ears. Out of your ear where they connect to the actual earbud, uh, breaking them. Yeah. And if that ever gets damaged, you can just kind of like replace that or whatever. Uh, They're fucking really great. They fit well. The sound is awesome. Like, they're really, really worth the money. Now, if you're like, well, fuck you, that's way too much money, I, I understand that. I get it. I also found uh, this company based in China, I think. It's called Granvella. 
G R A N V E L A one word. Uh, M Rice. M R I C E. That's the name of either the company or whatever. And the E three hundred is the name of their capsule high fidelity stereo headphones in your headphones. So some audiophile somewhere was like trying out headphones. He's uh-huh. one of those guys that I think was like would test them out and do videos on them or some shit, right? So he found these and they're $18, right? And they're basic. They don't have the, the microphone thing so you can talk on the phone. They don't have any special whatever. But the sound quality is almost as good as the ones I have. Huh. And just as good as apparently a few other like high-level Sony or uh, uh, Shores right. or whatever. So he had a couple other audiophile friends listen on them too and they were just like how the fuck is this even possible how are these so good yeah and so cheap and i read this whole article on it and uh they were like people are starting to catch wind of this and they're like selling out on amazon they can't keep them in stock yeah so right now they are in stock um and i feel like the price is probably going to start going up when this company realizes what they have on their hands or going down because they're selling so many maybe but that's usually not how it goes. You <laughs> um, <coughs> so they're good. I've used both. I have both. The cheap $18 ones by Grand Vela M. Rice, whatever. Um, Weird. That's my second name. For right. Grand Vela, I think, is the company. Maybe M. Rice 300 is the name of the, 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 the actual headphones. So Grand Vela, 18 bucks, worth it. And if they fall apart or you forget them in your jeans when you wash them and then they whatever, it's $18, just yeah. get another pair. Yeah, just order two right away. Or these higher-end ones that are like, I mean, the, the best features you can want on a pair of in-ear, like earbuds, uh, Bayer Dynamic. Do not get Shure headphones. I bought a pair. They broke almost instantly. Yeah. And the company was really shitty about it. Yeah. Uh, and Bayer Dynamic, I think, is a German company, and they don't fuck around when it comes to technology. Nope. They get it done. They get it done. Uh, okay. And then honorable recommendation mention. Oh. Uh, you don't have to have one. That was not one of the things. But I recommend that all of you guys... <clears throat> sorry, hold on one second. Um, all of you guys unfollow the fat Jew... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, on Instagram and Twitter, and also fuck Jerry. There's an account. Yeah, the, he's uh, he, he's wh- while being mentioned, he's not catching as much heat. He has the same thing. Yeah, because he he didn't he didn't start making tons of money. He didn't get a, a Comedy Central pilot out of yeah. it, so people aren't as mad. Yeah, but both those guys are uh, thieves. They steal material. They don't give yeah. credit. They make money off of stolen material. Yeah. Without even even giving credit, credit is free to give. It's not hard. All you have to do is be like, I got it from this guy, this creative person. And the yeah, the notion that the people that follow them would care that he got it from someone else. Yeah, they're still like, hey, you're doing the work. You're getting yeah. all this in one place. Yeah. I don't have to go look for if it. If you really call yourself an aggregator, there's no, there's nowhere, there's nothing that says you you aggregate uh, uh, means editing out the credit. It's saying, hey. I find funny stuff. So just put the person's name on it. Let him catch a little shine. You have 5.7 million whatever followers. So yeah. give the people you <laughs> jack shit from a little heat. Why do you have to aggregate selfishly? Yeah. You know? It's that's called how, social how, fucking media. That's how non-famous people 
get new followers. The mo- the biggest the times I've gotten the most new Twitter followers at any point were when like Pat Oswald retweeted me or right. Neil retweeted me. Right. It's they they didn't steal the joke. The joke still appeared on their feed. Yeah, there's a reason that they came up with the fucking retweet button. Yeah. Otherwise, you could just copy and paste and, and then or the repost app. Right. There's a reason, yeah. There's a reason all that happened. Someone made the point, I can't remember where I read it, but it was somewhere on one of these articles about them where they go, just assume that if I'm posting things online that I want credit for them. Yeah. On my own account that I took the time to create with my picture and my name and my jokes as a comedian or a writer or a comedy writer, assume I want credit. Don't just go... Gavin McGinnis wrote an article about the fat Jew in 2011. Uh. The way his he started out not even just aggregating, he just was yeah. taking. He jokes. was copying and pasting. And I doing. mean, he would take. He I saw an example of it where he took someone's joke tweet, texted it to someone, and then took a picture of it as a text, and then had it on his Instagram as look at how funny this text I wrote was. Right, right, right. That's just that's not even that's not aggregating. Yeah. That's just like, that's funny. I'm going to take that. And here, I've heard a couple arguments from people where they're like, listen, he's just ta- he's taking memes and GIFs and whatever no. that people are just putting on Reddit. <coughs> and that is uh, partially true. There are some people that do do that. They just make, they make memes and they just put them on Reddit and they don't want any sort of creative credit or money because right. they're just like, I thought it was funny. Here you go, Reddit. Right. Moving on with my day. People like to just focus on that part. Yeah. They go, well, it was just on Reddit. There's no person behind it. You're like, okay, fine. But do not ignore the people that are aspiring comedy writers and comedians that post this stuff because they want recognition. He's yeah. stealing from them, too. He really got caught when he, he took that guy who dressed the, is, is a black comedian who dressed up as a lion. Yeah. And took a picture of himself and said, I'm going to dress as a lion, so if co- white cops murder me, or if I get murdered by cops, white people will avenge me. Yeah. And he took he took that picture and posted it on his Instagram and didn't credit the guy who did it. The right. guy was like, dude, I fucking rented a costume. <laughs> I know. I put on lion makeup. Yeah. I went down to this fucking court like the courthouse and got photographed. Like right. I did all this work to make this hilarious yeah. visual and joke. And fuck Jerry took it too. Yeah, tons Both of, of people did. took it. I saw it on World Star, like I saw yeah, it yeah. tons of places. And so, you know, just don't 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 fo- don't support those people. Yeah, unfollow those assholes and follow. Now, there, uh, another thing people are saying: well, he just recently started crediting some people, and he wouldn't even really. Well, congratulations. Yeah, like after you got caught, now you're crediting people. And also, you've been getting caught for years. It's now that it's big. Yeah, now, now that it's like, affecting no, your money. I credited people. Now you're crediting, and he's not even like giving. He's not even saying this. What he just makes his own little joke. Which yeah. they're never funny. Yeah. His, his own comments, and then he puts the the original person in like parentheses. Yeah. So it's not even saying like originated by or created by or you know I got it from here. It's just yeah. his dumb joke and then the guy's name in parentheses or whatever. I mean, You're I like, know the guy who you know that sad frog meme. Uh, maybe. Frog looks kind of stoned. Maybe I've seen it. Green. That. It's got like sad looking droopy eyes. I yeah. know the dude who made that. Right. And he knows it's become a thing he gets literally nothing for, but he's kind of like, yeah, but yeah. eventually people find out I did it, and it's fine. Right. But he kind of knows it's out there, and that's happening to it. He doesn't mind. His name's Matt, F- Matt Furry, F-U-R-I-E. Uh-huh. If you want to know who invented that kind of stone-looking frog people use as memes, yeah. that's who invented it. He's a really good artist. 
Right. So look him up. That, oh, that's, yeah, that's my cool. rec- That's my last auxiliary recommendation. Look up Matt Furry. He developed that fucking frog that everyone stole. There you go. But he also makes really cool drawings of like these bizarre creatures. Yeah. He's rad. Yeah, so when you look him up, follow that guy, and in the process, unfollow yeah. Fat Jew and fuck Jerry. And if you don't think it'll make a difference, uh, that's irrelevant. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because even if it does a little bit, I've posted a few things about it, and I've had... It does s- matter. That's what happened. Literally, no, no, this guy lost There are people deal. that think it doesn't matter. But it did. Literally, yeah. it took forty. It took about a weekend. It took three days over the weekend of people nonstop shitting on this person to the point where it became a critical mass. And it, look what it did to me. It, hap- it worked for the people trying to point out Men- Carlos Mencia stealing jokes. Yeah. His career was quite literally ruined. Yeah, there was also that, uh, that Vine rapist guy. Remember that guy? Yeah. Some Vine star who raped a chick. Yeah. Or his ex-girlfriend or something. He had some deal with uh, uh, MTV. Mm-hmm. And then they, they backed off when people were like, ah, oh, hey, MTV, you're hiring a rapist yeah. to be on your show. Yep. And they were like, oh, we're not working with that guy anymore. So fall- unfollow those guys and... Next, yeah. let's all band together and get Ari Shafir. Yeah. Get him off the internet. <laughs> I want him off. Let's ban him from the internet. The internet. The only things we can leave up are the pictures of me beating him at basketball. Yeah. But no, he's off. I want him off the internet for yeah. promoting <laughs> Well, we hope uh, these recommendations uh, appeal to you guys. Let us know if you try them or what you think, what we got wrong, um, or uh, what you used and how you liked it. Yeah. Um, pin collecting do it yeah and what i already forgot all the ones we pin couple of books book, pins liking sports uh liking sports couple of affordable bikes make your own pins and send me what they look like and headphones yeah, yeah that'd be cool okay uh we'll see you next week <laughs>